Hey guys, Flint here. Um, so sorry, we uploaded this podcast yesterday, but for whatever reason, it cut it from 57 minutes onwards. So uh, what should have been the wheel segment and loads of other bits uh, got cut off. So we are re-uploading it again with the segment intact as intended. So if you've downloaded this episode already and wondering why is this popping up again, just skip forward to minute 57 and then it'll pick up right where you left off. Um, Also, as a side note, we recorded the episode before the events that happened in the UK, in case you weren't aware, the the Queen uh, passed away over the weekend, Um, so there's no mention of it in the episode. We're not royalists by any mean, but we're also not heartless, right? Like, she done some good stuff, and she was a big part of British history, so, you know, respect, wear due, and all that. Anyway, on with the pod. Great Fox. Praise games. waiting huh hello and welcome to gray fox plays games the video games podcast where a bunch of friends jump on a podcast to reminisce of video games of yesteryear while looking forward into the future we are available on itunes spotify and wherever good podcast services are found i am joined this week hey there blimpy boy alex hemming the trophy man how are you doing i i don't see the connection there but let's i just wanted to say hey there blimpy boy after a pod we'd had a pod a few weeks back where we were talking about potential dlc for elden ring about them going to the sky and i've been singing blimpy boy (laughs) well lovely hello hi Uh, i'm good Hey, I should point out he's the slimmest of all of us. Yeah, so please don't take it as, that is as any not form with, of insult. Not with the next man here. He is the slimmest of all of us. He is the. He is actually the Finn White Duke. Uh, I'm going to introduce the Finn White Duke. That is Jonathan Moles. How are you doing, producer? Yeah, Moles? fine. Thank you very much. Let's ignore lockdown pounds then. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 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 this is not calling shame but it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen at my stag party and thank you to everyone that made it an amazing event nearly 10 years ago that's fucking scary but um, we all went uh, I have a massive fear of heights so my best man Jamie thought nothing better than to organise as part of this stag occasion in Copenhagen would all go bungee jumping uh, thankfully oh, everyone dear. allowed me away from this and Moles uh, the Finn White Duke who had been on the been on the old uh, grandpa's cough medicine uh for quite a few days at this point decided to get because we're on a points thing right so moles was like okay will i get more points if i do it in my pants so moles just strips off to his pants and the best comment i've ever heard was from my brother-in-law a big big broad yorkshireman was went i have never seen a skinny fat man before <laughs> and moles just proudly coming out in his pants and he absolutely nailed it anyway that's uh, a story for another time by beer in our hands jonathan moles i'm gonna bring it to you because mikey mikey's away being mikey right now if you're listening sir i hope everything is well and we'll see you on our next travels but jonathan moles answer me this question what have you been watching, playing, or maybe reading of your culture like that? So I'm I'm fresh back off another holiday. So again, globe trotting since the last pod. There's been no games played. My PS5's very dusty. Unfortunately, there'll be a lot of people crying. I know right they now will. There's just been a price hike I on know. PS5s, and you're there just going, "Oh, oh I've got back off my holiday, and it's so much dust." On it. If anyone wants to buy it off me, I'm willing to uh, to sell it for an extortionate amount. 
There we go. Hey, I bought that for you and gave it to you at cost value, you bastard. <laughs> and now I'm winning. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I haven't played much, I'm afraid. Uh, my kids have still been playing Stray. They love the cat. They call it the cat game because they're five. It is seven. the cat game. And they're still really no further on from when they were, to be honest, because they just job about not actually knowing what to do. So, yeah, I've been watching them and trying to help them play that. They, they love it, to be honest. Uh, what, I, what have I been watching? I have watched the first two episodes of The Rings of Power, The Lord of Rings. Ooh. And I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I like Lord of the Rings. I have no idea what's going on in this program. Maybe it will all really? become clear as the season progresses. But I haven't read the whole lore. I'm not a super fan. I'm not a nerd. I don't know all the ins and outs of all the relationships of all the time. I thought I could just go into it a bit blind. Turns out I'm confused and I have no idea what's going on. But visually, fantastic. Tip top. Okay, um, I was worried it wasn't going to look great from some of the trailers, but good to hear that it does. Yeah, there's not... It's got that Amazon Yeah, money. it has got the Amazon money. There hasn't been any massive fight scenes yet, though, so I'm waiting for some battles and then I can report back. It's, it's dragons versus rings, isn't it? Because we've had, obviously, House of Dragon drop uh, recently as well. There's a lot of talk about the cast, about how diverse the cast is. I'm not trying to like make this a political podcast. Do you notice it? Does it make it any better or worse? Like you hear like people screaming into the void about this, other than just say, "Oh, Lenny Henry's in it." That's, yeah, you know. I think they've diversified a few of the kind of species and. A few like the kind of goblins and things are different now, and the elves are all kind of slightly different. It's a different era, isn't it, from Lord of the Rings? We're talking thousands of years prior to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's good. So far, like I said, there's only two episodes. There's probably two hours, two and a half hours of content yet. But yeah, I shall report back when I get my fight scenes. I mean, I, I remember because uh, obviously we're in lord of the Rings slash game of thrones fever at the moment in pop culture so sky movies have now stuck the lord of the rings trilogy on at the moment you can watch the extended editions i couldn't help but catch it the other day this was just after the news reports doing the premiere of it and had your lenny henry's and the producers talking about how diverse the cast is and i was like didn't really realize it needed diversify until i watched <laughs> lord of the rings and went this is a white film <laughs> this is <laughs> are you trying to tell me that you've got like goblins dragons but not one person of colour of noting this entire trilogy where there's four hour long movies. Fair enough. Then again, I also didn't realise that it's kind of the same in Game of Thrones. You've literally got the House of Targaryen. The word Aryan is in the damn title of the family. They weren't hiding this. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but anyway, Moles, so you're are you are you how many how many lasagnas would you give this out of five? Out <laughs> of uh, five, I'll probably give it a two at the minute, but it may be, it may get better. May so get there you go. Two. Two lasagna. Anyway, <laughs> a man who enjoys a Monday or two. Hemming, what have you been watching, playing, or reading? Uh, so, in terms of watching, I watched with my my own eyes after a lovely drive down to Cardiff. I went and saw the wrestling. Uh, WWE Clash at the Castle did their big first pay per view in this country for the first time in thirty years. And I'm uh, so stoked to hear about this. <laughs> How was it? It was a, it was great. The noise in there was incredible. Sixty two thousand people. It was in the end closed the roof off, so just kept all that noise in, and it was just a non-stop night of just stupid chants, fake fighting. And then in the end, the British guy lost, and Tyson Fury sang us out with Don't Look Back in Anger, 
So, you know. Amazing. What more did, you, did, amazing. It, did it make you feel like a 15-year-old again? Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. There were some moments, especially the, the final match, which was the uh, Drew McIntyre, the British guy against Roman Reigns, the big top guy now for the last couple of years. The place was just nonstop chanting. It was brilliant. Did someone run in with a chair? And it's no, nice. you see, they don't use chairs as much anymore after the whole concussion what? thing. Yeah. Well, if they do oh. hit somebody with a chair, it's on the back. I know it's not as good, but it does stop brain injuries. So in a way. Yeah, I mean, all right, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. You don't see many grey-haired wrestlers, I <laughs> Not that we're working at that time, no. Uh, so that, no, all right. So that was a enough, great time with, uh, with my own eyes. Uh, in terms of playing... I finished off the Assassin's Creed trilogy, the Ezio trilogy. The greatest there ever was, yep. there ever is, and the best there ever will be, Ezio Auditore. Yeah, Sorry, I had to was, give his full name He out was there. the man. He was fantastic. I enjoyed that trilogy a lot. But it does, it it goes, it's kind of a little hill. So you've got two, which is which is good. Then you've got Brotherhood, which is like, wow, this is incredible stuff. And then Revelations, it, you go back down again. And it just feels a bit strange. Uh, everything's kind of off. His face looks weird because there was this whole issue with the uh, model's rights. He asked for more money after Brotherhood, and they were like, ah, no one will care. Oh, everybody cares that he looks weird. Right, bring him back for three. Okay. So <laughs> I never noticed it till you, because you were texting yeah. me as you were playing it, saying that Ezio's looking, looking dodge on Very Revelations. So. And I think they tried to get away with the... It's it's this is like the before Logan was was a film. This is the Logan of the Assassin's Creed movie. So it's okay, he can be old and gross sort of thing and it's fine, but it, it didn't work. No, it's it's the Desmond stuff that looks the worst. When you see him as as Desmond in the future storyline, he just looks completely different. So Damn, yeah, let's face it. Let's let's let, we can acknowledge it now. We can be Assassin's Creed fans and acknowledge that Desmond was a douche and was a terrible character. I enjoyed that arc. Until, really? until the end of three, until the end of three, and then it was just like, ah, solar flares. He's Is he that much. good though? He was all right. You know, it's Nolan North. I enjoy Nolan North. All right, okay, uh, okay. And, good, good, good saving. <laughs> and the other thing I've been playing, I weirdly dusted off the old Vita, the PlayStation Vita. So on my commute, I've been playing Rayman Legends on the Vita, oh. and I got to say, Rayman Legends, if you've not played it and you like platformers. It is Charming one of bugger. the best platformers ever made. It is incredible. It's got the whole of Origins, the prequel to Legends, within the game. So it's two games for the price of one. It's brilliant. Go out there and play it. Am I right in thinking that's actually a free game that's dropped recently as well on PSN? It is going to be part of the September drop. Or, oh, look yeah. at you. Look at you teasing there the news. You, you tease. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Well, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for that, Henning. So in regards to the world of playing in the realm of Flint, um, I have mentioned this on many times in the pod that I'm a massive fan of the Dying Light franchise, just as much as Dead Island franchise. We'll talk a bit about Dead Island somehow returning from the dead like The Undertaker uh, in a moment. Um, but I caught uh, on sale Dead Island, not Dead Island, sorry, i say it again, Dying Light 2. And uh, I've been, I probably sank about 11 hours into it now. Um I'm kind of disappointed, if I'm being honest. Uh, I don't know why I'm disappointed, because it's what you see is what you get. It's a Techland zombie apocalypse game, very much in the vein of the first one. The reason why I'm disappointed is because this game literally could have been made 10 seconds after Dying Light. Why have we waited six years for this? Um, The gameplay... 
No, not really. It does not fit. And I know I'm going to be I'm going to be a, a PS5 slash next gen snob and push my glasses up my nose and go. It just doesn't feel next gen. Um, but in seriousness, it really doesn't. It feels like it is a PS4 game or uh, you know an Xbox One game where they've just gone. Oh, just make it load a little bit quicker and put a frame rate up. And there we go. There you go. It's your PS5 version. And there's also. I don't know how to, to, to describe this, but you know when a game takes a concept and then does a sequel to it and they've managed to keep the power that you've acquired from that first game. So Arkham games do this really well. All your Batman abilities, you still have. They just add more abilities oh, on it to make yeah. it more not, variety. Not the classic right. where you start a game and, oh, I've just lost my backpack or something stupid. Yeah, exactly. And they've kind of... It's a new character. It's set a few years later, but it's the same premise. You are in a city that is overrun by the infected. At night, it gets scary. It gets horrible. Uh, There's an added twist to this, which is at night, you are also infected. So you need UV rays to keep the virus at bay. So you're always under a timer to get to a UV light, basically, at night. That's, That's the main difference. But... All the abilities that you spent building up, and it, it, know your audience, right? The people that are playing this game and that are desperate to pay it and will pay the, the, the schmeckles for it, they're the ones that have played Dying Light before. So don't make them spend like a 10-hour grind just to get the drop kick again. Don't make them spend ages grinding on getting the ability to travel very quickly parkour-wise. Also, same problem with Dead Island, which is you feel like you've got floaty arms. It's just like inflatable car, man wavering around when you've got your stuff a little bit disappointed but you know what it's like sex or pizza as long as i'm having it it's still good it's a good zombie game off of that um in the world of watching i've been watching the tekken bloodlines tv oh, show talk, on talk netflix about this. so we've had a couple of failed attempts at a live action tekken movie not very good We've also had some failed attempts at Resident Evil live-action attempts. Uh, we have seen a failed Final Fantasy attempt. And the thing that we all keep saying on this podcast and around the world, on Reddit and in forums everywhere, we all say the same thing. Dude, just follow the law of the game and just do it in the medium. For once, just try. Everyone keeps saying, I don't know if it translates, just do it. I am pleased to say the people who have wrote Tekken Bloodlines have done just that. They have followed... I am where I am. I'm about halfway through. I feel like they are following very closely the timeline and story of Tekken 3. So you start off with a young Jin Kazama and his mother get attacked by an ogre. This is the prelude. This is no spoiler. If you played the games, you know that the reason why Jin Kazama appears in Tekken 3 is because his mother was killed by ogre and he's gone to the tournament because the tournament draws him out. He then goes to his grandpa, who's the big guy. He trains him. The cool thing is about this is that the fighting styles of every character is exactly the same as, as it is in the game. I know it feels like a stupid thing to mention, but there's a certain level of nostalgia when you see Paul Phoenix stand in a particular pose and do a punch in a certain way. When you see uh, King turn up and he is suplexing the shit out of people. It's just done right. It's done well. I am no expert in animation. There are certain things that I will see in animation and go, I think that looks tip top. And then I'll look at what Twitter says and Twitter will go, nah, the animation is jank. Not actually, I think it looks quite good. Um, but either way, it is very, very enjoyable. I'm about halfway through the season. There is a number of video game adaptations that Netflix has acquired the rights to in various forms. Uh, they've done a massive deal with Ubisoft recently to do some, some assassin 
Assassin's Creed stuff as well. So I'm hoping we get the same team that's done the animation um, and work on this. Hopefully they get to work on the Assassin's Creed stuff as well because this team are very, very good. I do think they're the same team that worked on the Castlevania stuff as well as the He-Man, Masters of the Universe Revelation stuff. I think it's the same house that's doing this stuff. Either way, really good. Highly, highly recommend it. And just to, to round off on the questions three, um, I've also been talking about quite a bit on the pod. I I read comics. I generally love them. That's why I put the reading thing in so I can talk about comics from time to time. Uh, I have just finished the in its entirety The Walking Dead in preparation for when the TV show returns in a month or so's time to finish it off. And I will say this. You will rarely find a comic book run as consistently good as The Walking Dead. Yes, that you'll have your your Scott Snyder's, your Alex Ross's, your, your Neil Gaiman's who will write and do amazing pieces of work for a short period of time, but we are talking 32 volumes of work and arguably the standard is very, very high, regardless of how you feel about the ending. Uh, if you're not into comic books, this is the comic book franchise to get you into it. If you are into your zombie apocalypses and everything in between, it's done beautifully. It's told amazingly. It does not... The TV show... And the TV show is fantastic, by the way. The TV show does not do the comics justice. On the printed page, Negan is literally one of the greatest characters in pop culture. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. So anyway, sorry, no, I, I didn't that. get that out of there. I needed to say that. Like, absolutely, Walking Dead, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm looking for a new franchise. Obviously, it has to follow the Batman rule. If it's, they're not talking about Batman, if they're not looking for Batman, or if Batman doesn't appear after every frame, then I need to have a really compelling reason to read it. So you've got to give me that compelling reason. Anyway, gentlemen, I think we are sufficiently lubricated up. So let's get going. Love it. Okay, gentlemen, we talked about it last time that there was Gamescon, and if Gamescon was incredible, we'll do a stop the presses like J. Jonah Jameson going, get me pictures of Spider-Man. We'll be saying, get us pictures of what the hell was going on at Gamescon. As you can tell, we did not do that podcast because it suggests that it was kind of lame. That being said, there were some interesting tidbits to talk yeah. about. So You might have been a bit optimistic last time around. yeah just a bit um but i am in let's talk about some of the surprise packages that happened from it so we talked about a little bit in the intro a dead island 2 a game that was announced in 2013 with a video that was made famous yes 2013 where we had the video of the dude walking out on the beach and everything else and out of nowhere uh, i can't remember what they're called now is it um tech lab they come out and basically were like hey we're back and it gave us a full cinematic trailer of this um what's our thoughts are we happy this is back are we like who thought it would i mean it it's it managed to outlive beyond good and evil too <laughs> for, for all of its foibles i quite like dead island the original mm. one i had it on the pc back in Best whenever LA it was combat in a zombie game. it was it was fun it's like yes yeah, so i'll have a machete and i'll make it electric yeah why not and it was it was very much melee, wasn't it? The guns was a bit. Oh, crap. the guns were janky as all hell. Yeah, yeah you don't it was all about. Guns. Oh, now I have a sledgehammer. Great. I, I also like, like the fact that it was charmingly Australian. <laughs> yes. Every M- every NPC was like, "Oh, mate, have you seen the zombies out there? <laughs> Stay clear of that, mugger." Um, sorry, that's a hate <laughs> crime. I apologise to Australia listeners, but it was something so charmingly Australian yeah. about the whole game. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. It was kind of open world esque bit kind of you had your freedoms you but you had your storyline and your path to progress it was bombastic it, as hell it was yeah i enjoyed it 
it was it was it was so strange because I don't think anybody expected it to be what it was from that original trailer. So the original trailer for Dead Island is one of the best that's ever been made. The reverse footage of the little girl flying back up the, up, the tower oh building God. out the window. It was so emotional. It was incredible. It? And then you turn on the game and it's this weird rap about who do you voodoo, bitch. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> what have I just stumbled into? <laughs> and he looked like the bad guy out of that Bond movie. Yeah. I, I loved it. It, it was, was so it, bizarre. And then you're just in and it's like, yeah, by the way, this is just a weird, wacky hotel world where you're just smacking up some zombies. I I loved you know, with the melee combat, the way you could break the arms of the zombies. Yes. And then they just be flailing them around at you, trying to hit you with them. It was fantastic. But it got quite boring. I gotta be yes. honest. After that first few hours and the the uh, the thrill of it wore off, I just got bored. Yeah, and the sequel, I couldn't push through it. Riptide. Did you I ever play never Riptide? Never played Riptide. So you know when a game goes, "Hey, we're doing another. Se- we're going to do a sequel to this, but it's going to be an expansion. We're going to treat it as a separate standalone title." But in all honesty, it should have been a DLC. They kind of Bioshock would it. Of you're basically in the same area. Mm. And it's a slightly different story, and you're seeing it from a slightly different perspective. But this should have been a DLC, if we're being honest. Although I'm, I'm sure Heavy would say no, Bioshock Two is probably up there. I, if, I if actually, it was a good yeah, game. The, the DLC uh, Minerva's Den for Bioshock Two is incredible. The story in that is just fantastic. But yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, I, I did play Escape Dead Island, which is a game that nobody probably remembers because it was <laughs> it's probably why it took him seventy odd years was, to make. It um, was terrible. It was a weird psychedelic kind of third person. It was bad. Let's let's not talk about that anymore. But Dying, uh, Dead Island Two, I think it looks fun. The game we actually saw gameplay, which mm-hmm. looks like fun melee Dying Light style gameplay, which I'm down for. So I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, I, I I am, but similar to, I don't know why this feels similar, but similar to Saints Row, right, in terms of all of a sudden this game is back mm. and it's hoping on the nostalgia of how much you enjoyed the original products to see you through. Because again, I'll push my glasses up my nose and go, is it really next gen? Um, when we're looking at how it's played, it looks like more of the same. And we've just had Dying Light 2 come out and yeah you're playing it and go this is the same game it's just slightly prettier but it's not really a massive jump forward in the franchise worthy of waiting nearly a decade for and yeah. i am fa- uh, well i'm fine one thing i'm really fascinated about because this has been through development hell right it's been through four different studios it's been it's been stupid yeah yeah and when we look at that gameplay cuz in 2013 when it was unveiled there was actually gameplay unveiled there as well i don't remember and it is this. It is frightfully similar to what we are seeing right. now. And what they're trying to say is that, look, we, we we broke the team apart after Dead Island where you had those guys walk off to go make the Dying Light franchise and the, origi- the OG stayed on, but then different studios, everything else. Dying Light is serious, parkour, stamina bars, and always like running around trying to against the clock. We're trying to say that Dead Island is basically just very much more forgiving with the stamina. It's meant to be about make your big bombastic, funny dead, uh, dead rising esque customization and have fun in the sandbox we're creating. And yeah, it's fun. Is it worth 70 schmeckles? Hell no. Yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like I need to see some more. Need to see some more. When do mm. they, do they well, have a release date? 
Yes, I believe it's March of next year. Okay, so there's still plenty of time to iron out some of the creases in it. So we'll uh, see what we'll, they we'll, get. We'll see. We'll see. It's not like they haven't had ten years to iron out creases. All <laughs> yeah, well, right, when you put it like that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think for me, it 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 looks fun. Like I enjoyed the first one for all its bugs and jankiness. If it's going to be full of bugs and it's going to be janky, then it's going to flop. If they do it right and it's done as justice and it's not like Emming says boring hmm. it might be worth the schmeckles but until I see a bit more and I see some more gameplay and some trailers and some details of the game because we haven't seen much we don't know much what's in there um, it won't be a day one purchase just yet no. Um, speaking about other games that were uh, lifting up their skirt a little bit more, uh, Gotham Knights. Uh, we are we are only I think three weeks away from the release date, and the reason why it's getting so much attention is because so many other games have been delayed because everyone's afraid <laughs> of God of War. Basically, uh, it's only Gotham Knights that's really coming out um, around this sort of time. Anyway, uh, that's I'm sure someone's going to tweet me later and go, "What the fuck about this? You piece of shit." I'm sorry. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, it seems like Gotham Knights is the only big one coming out in the near future. Anyway. Um, but the more I see of this game and the more they keep showing, and I know we've talked about this at quite length in previous episodes, the more I keep thinking, what are you doing? Like, you, you're you making a Batman game without Batman with the same team that are used to making some of the best Batman games going. Now, the only thing that's starting to make me think a little bit differently is they're really trying to bang on the multiplayer element of this. So the idea is that, I, Heming, you could be playing Gotham Knights in your Gotham, and then if you give me permission, I can just join at any point where you are, and it's not like, oh, all of a sudden I appear next to you. I could just be in Gotham doing a mission in my game, and it just so happens to be in your See, game. that sounds cool. I like the sound of that. That does sound cool. Yeah. That does sound interesting. But I'm interested to see how the mechanics of that work. Does that mean I have ruined that mission for you? As in, it's done. I've completed it. You don't get to play oh, it now because I've, I've done that mission. So I'm interested to see how they deal with that kind of stuff. But the idea of you, me, Moles and Mikey share a collective Gotham and we can just go in there whenever we want. And then it just so happens, oh, turns out... And he's completed he, it. Yeah, 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 it will there be. I, again, that's, that's the first time I actually get a bloody platinum is just because <laughs> off of that. Yeah, but I, I love the idea of I join and go, oh, look, there's Robin over there fighting someone. Oh, no, that's not an NPC. That is Hemming. I'm going to go over there and say, hey... That, that that's cool. cool. Like if they pull that off, that is quite dope. So I will give I will give credit where it's due. And yeah, it follows it does follow the Batman rule for me. They are talking about Batman and they are looking for Batman. So maybe I might <laughs> invest the speckles in that. Um uh, anything more you want to say on Gotham Knights or shall we move on to high on? Light? I've not really got a lot more to say on it other than it's if it's rock steady, I'm interested. Yeah. That's all I can really say. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Although, again, one thing I'm worried about is a lot of people say the gameplay is not as in-depth as an Arkham game and they are still refusing to let people have true hands-on playing of it that's yet. That's always so, a bad sign. That's a very, very bad oh. sign, if I'm being honest. But let's let's see how we get on. Um, so one game which uh, was the darling of the, of the conference, which won all the, the pre-order uh, awards and the gold stickers and all that sort of stuff, is, um, oh, what's the gentleman's name? Justin Rowland's Game Studio. I can't I remember, can't remember but yeah, the Rick but and Morty basically, guy. 
the Rick and Morty guy has a game coming out called Life is uh, High on Life, and generally it's like a weird sci-fi shooter with lots of NPCs doing Rick and Morty style humour. You have a gun that is an alien that will talk back to you, and it gives you. It's apparently it's just charming as hell. So like you're walking around in this first-person view with a gun that's like an alien, and you try to pull the trigger on a child, and the gun looks at you and goes, "What the fuck are you doing? You're trying to shoot a kid." <laughs> and it's just it does stuff like that pure Rick and Morty humour um, I can't wait it seems to be that these Rick and Morty writers have somehow multiplied like rats and have gone and in when I say this I say this in the nicest way possible infected pop culture I turn on Netflix and there's a TV show called Inside Job and it's basically the it's writers of Rick and Morty doing another TV show I turn on Disney Plus The Solar Opposites Justin Rowland again uh, doing animation of their style and that kind of thing they're now infecting video games Games, that kind of stuff and i say long may it continue wubba lubba lub dub i am happy about this <laughs> Hemming, have you had a chance to see anything on the on this all game? all i've seen so far is that bit with the kid and the gun i've not seen much else so i i can't say too much more i just don't i, I like that style of humor but will it start to grate on you if it's constant that's my only thing. I don't know. Will it start to grate eventually? I, I like it. I you're asking it. the wrong person. Oh, no, this is the thing. You're probably just going to lap it all up. But I'm going to sit again. Ooh, wee. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will enjoy it a lot, I'm sure. I just hope that it can hold itself back a little bit. doesn't get well, too carried away. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Fair enough. Sorry, <laughs> uh, put a dancer on it. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. There seems to be either brand new games with real original thoughts or projects that literally we thought died a death that somehow reared their head out of the out of the ground. And this is definitely a project that's been going on for probably the best part of thirteen years. Uh, Skull and Bones. Oh uh, this God. actually started out life as. Essentially, it's, 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 everything goes back to Assassin's Creed. There you go, Mikey. You're not in the pod. I can talk about Assassin's Creed as much as I want, Oops. bitch. Um, but uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag was the first Assassin's Creed game to have naval combat. Three, three had a three. little oh, bit. What did I say? Game. Black. Oh, I had, you know, oh, sorry, a tiny no, bit. The all right. Bit, right went, expand on it. People really liked this. Let's go further with it. Yeah. Do they really like it, or do they really like making it? I think they really like making it. They made the mechanics and went, oh, we like this. Oh, we like this a yeah. lot. <laughs> so then they started out on their set on a complete separate standalone game. And for whatever reason, Ubisoft did not publish this game for a very, very long time. I think they were just like, is this an Assassin's game? No, it's just the, the naval combat. Ah, Okay. Come back when you've got a better idea. But then I think, to be honest, Sea of Thieves over at Microsoft Studios made them realise, no, if you do this right, you can actually make an amazing experience here. And they went back to they went back to this project and they kept breathing life into it. And in conferences, we kept hearing about this Skull and Bones mm. game and to the point where no one was in this market to actually, you've now got the big daddy of Sea of Thieves. You're probably not going to take their crown, to be honest, or eat their lunch when it comes to this kind of stuff. But they persevered and they are now at the, they're now at the point of showing this game off. Now, Hemming, did you enjoy this? Did you enjoy this feature? Did you enjoy that game mode? I actually did. I'm playing Rogue at the moment, so that's a lot more naval combat in there um, because it's basically a mix between three and Black Flag. And I do quite enjoy it, but I don't think there's a lot of depth to it. So it's fun to do in between going and doing your assassins things, but is it going to be fun enough to just have that? 
Yeah, I will say the the I don't is it nautical battling, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, the 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 shipping, or well, that's something different mm. nowadays. But either way, using your boats and stuff like that in Assassin's Creed Odyssey is top tier. That is fun as hell. Did not like the longboat stuff in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, that was, was boring, that was really dull. Yeah, um, but if they can capture that experience of, and I think the reason why Assassin's Creed Black Flag is such a a well regarded and loved game is because it's basically a pirate simulator, and people want to be pirates, and we like being pirates. If they can capture that feeling of playing a real life version of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is what Sea of Thieves kind of does in a multiplayer esque where your friends can drop in and you go, ah, get some booty um, or loot. Booty means other things in other places. But anyway, um, <laughs> you can go have fun. And that sounds like an interesting opportunity. Um, so, But for me, I'm not a day one guy on this. This is a, no, I no, hope no. it lands on PSN and maybe I'll give it some, some love then. No, I, I won't be getting a day one either, no. Are you a nautical guy, Moles? Would you play a, a nautical game where you're a pirate getting <sighs> loot and that? I would probably find it a bit boring after a while. To be That's honest, my it sounds yeah. it sounds like a bit of a grind, doesn't it? We say that, but have you played games like Zelda, The Wind's Talker, whatever Wind it's Waker. called? Wind Put some respect Wind Waker. on that name. Oh, all right, sorry, <laughs> sir. Um, but you, I deserve to have my hosting privileges. <laughs> Give me gun and badge for for that for that faux pas, Flint. Um, but anyway, uh, game similar of that ilk where you have a little boat and you can ride that little boat, or GTA, for fuck's sake, yeah. where you just go. I'm just going to see how far out to sea I can go. <laughs> We've all done it. We don't judge each other for this. Um, maybe it's that where it's actually a lot, you actually go somewhere and there's actually stuff to do. So who I hope so. knows? I really hope so. Um, so that was it on the Gamescom front. That being said, there was other announcements in the world of video games. Now, I'm going to say a word that is going to make uh, producer Moles start scratching, going, you, you, you got any of that destiny? Uh, you got any more of that destiny going there? They have announced their next big expansion, Lightfall, and hot damn, they have gone in a different direction. I can't tell you if it's a good direction, can't tell you if it's a bad direction. It's a direction. I leave they this gone, to you. Yeah, they've gone very neon. Have you seen any mm, of this yet, Miles? Yeah, I have, and I, I don't want to get involved just yet. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the mafia. I just kicked you the pulled habit. You out. Yeah, and, pulled you oh, back. I just, I just know I'm going to lose like three months straight just playing. There's more exotics in me, Mose. Yeah, this is uh, Destiny Carlin. It's, 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 it's more funny. <laughs> more <if> game modes. <laughs> it's more fun if you play with friends. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, we've we've let you down on that. Yeah, recently, like, haven't we? We all... the League of Shadows clan has not been attending their meetings. No, it's, it, I know what will happen. We'll all get it. We'll all play it for four to six weeks. We have we'll three it. different <laughs> podcast episodes titled Destiny is Back. <laughs> and then <laughs> we go, hey, it's back, it's, it's back. awesome. And then we'll complete it and then we'll just slowly one by one stop playing it. And it's like, it's it's great. That's, that's life. Well, that's life with video games though, isn't it? Uh, but that being said, I just hope they, because they've, they've said ever since their independence and acquisition with Sony, it's been a, there's not going to be a Destiny 3, Destiny 4, Destiny 5. There may be in like 10 years time, 
but it's not our focus to be like, can we just get to Destiny 3 as fast as possible? We want a World of Warcraft, this bitch, of like, we're going to keep expanding, we're going to keep building out the lore, we're going to keep adding. It just so happens it's Destiny 2 that we're doing this too. It's only when there's a real reason to jump ahead and maybe start saying Destiny 3, or maybe not even say Destiny 3, maybe just call it Dest- iPhone, it, just call it Destiny, and go back to that. So they are committed to expanding upon this. I just hope for the love of God they don't just go, oh, no. I've lost all my light again. I've got to start from scratch. Oh, well, I have to earn all my abilities again. I just like Bungie, anyone affiliated with Bungie listening to this, don't do that. Just keep adding cool stuff. That's what we want. More cool stuff. Let's yeah, grind. We've got another two or three years left in their roadmap currently. Yeah. There's Lightful and then there's something else. And I think there is another one after. So we've got, what's this? That's next year. 2025 i read somewhere and i don't know how because because that's a great way of announcing news flint i read somewhere um that they are giving away all the dlcs up to um uh fallen uh what's it oh, i literally said the name of it what was it called uh lightfall they're literally giving away like forsaken and all the ones that have come before that's awesome that is they have this what they call a content bolt, didn't they? Where they're cycling stuff in and out. So yeah, that's where me and Mike got really upset because they locked up the moon. Yeah, and all like the old <laughs> Give stuff. Us back you, our moon. You can see why they're doing it. I have no it's idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, basically, so, year levels, on they year, put them, they, they lock them away. Yeah. Oh. Year, year on year, they have these expansions. So the next one's Lightfall, well, year five. But like years, say one and two and three and all the missions and all the quests and all that, they, they basically, they put them in this, they call a content vault. So you can't play them until they cycle They're them back in. Space. I was going to say, is this a way to stop the game being like 3 million gigabytes on your hard drive? Yeah, probably. It's, it's probably that. But ever since, I think now, they've done that strategy before Sony acquired them. And since Sony bought Bungie for their amazing talent and everything else, but also they they well, know how to do, <laughs> they they uh, yeah they know how to do a games as a service. So whatever architecture that is required for Destiny, they are currently replicating that for everything in their plans. I find it very hard to believe that Sony's not going to say you have the pick of the server farms and like they can host a lot more. With, uh, structurally than they probably could before I, that's again that's with very little knowledge so our developer if it's listening to this going that's not how that works Adam but <laughs> I, I generally think that in this new world where Sony have given them carte blanche to do what they want that I think we will get everything back again which would be glorious I don't know how they'll do it the UI but I'm, I think it'll be glorious um, anyway let's talk about other news um, may I just quickly dropped, interject no, yeah, yeah. just before I sorry to circle back, but I actually have two more games from Gamescom that I just wanted to talk about quickly because I'm, I'm yeah, quite yeah, excited yeah, about it. them. One of them is The Lies of P, and I think if Mikey was here, he'd enjoy this one as well. Is it's this a Bloodborne-ish uh, kind of game set in fantastical Pinocchio world? Yes, but isn't this a yeah, yeah, great, great, great shout? They've literally so there's. I'd love to hear your opinion on this, and I'll, I'll put it here for now, and we'll talk about it for a bit. But I want to hear Mikey when he oh, tackles this as well. Right, Souls Light Born Ring Games mm-hmm. uh, becoming a hallmark in every publisher to have a clone of a Souls like game. Pretty much, you have your Neos, your, your, your this goes on and on, right? 
there is a fine line between we are putting our hat in the ring and we are inspired by, and then there is literally we are remaking Bloodborne to the point where the UI is exactly the same. The fonts are the same. We even have the same colour as the health bar and the stamina meter and the magic meter. And I think yeah. there's a fine line. And I'm, I have read a lot of previews about this game saying, some are saying, this is better than Bloodborne. This is amazing. And some are saying like, no, you are literally like a copy of a copy. And I'm sorry, but like, it's like watching a... It's like watching a clone of a Matrix movie. Or like, yes, okay, the effects might be better. Yes, the standard might be higher because it's newer. But let's face it, the Matrix is what made the Matrix, not these clones of these movies that were made afterwards. I don't think it's going to reach the heights of Bloodborne. I really don't. But if it's fun and it's got a similar sort of combat that is as satisfying, then I'm 100% down for it. I, I just like that weird, dark fantasy aesthetic. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued to explore that world. Yeah, but it's like if someone makes a Kojima game and it's not Kojima. Like, we'll just, you'll just watch it and go, you're just, try, you're just copying them, aren't you? Oh, yeah, they usually go very badly. I don't mean to shit on it. But like, sad. Yeah, if you're, if you're happy, I'm happy. And uh, that's what makes I'm excited for it. But the, the, the other one that I wanted to mention, so at Gamescom, I think maybe for the first time ever, they actually had a whole concert. So they played the game Metal Hellsinger is coming out. I don't know if have you, <laughs> either of you heard of this. I saw it trending, but I didn't know yes. what it was about. So Metal Hellsinger is, speaking of clones, it's basically Doom, but you play it as a rhythm game. So you pull the trigger on the beat with the song, and they've created a whole original... Beat Saber with guns. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Um, they've com- they've created a whole original playlist made up with some of the best vocalists in metal. You've got the lead singer of Trivium. You've got Surge yes. from System of a Down. Yes. You've got some of the best female vocalists that I can never remember their name. One of them is from Ukraine. It's incredible. Uh, Alyssa nice. White Gloves. There you go. Nice. It... Oh, I heard the Evanescence singers on this as well. I, I believe she might be. Um, is Corey Taylor on this? If Corey Taylor's no, on it, I don't think Corey Taylor's in it, I'm afraid. Flip the table. I'm so Corey, sorry. what you're doing, man? <laughs> but there, there is a demo out for it now. And as you play, the longer the, the better the combo you get, the vocals will start to kick in. So you'll start with just the drum, the bass drum. Oh, is this just like it's how... It's so um, good. Tetris Connect, when you start getting good Tetris and the music effect, adapts. All adapts effect, yeah, 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 yeah. It all ramps up. So the better you're playing, the more epic the music sounds. I'm really looking forward to this. The demo is out there on the stores for you to play. The game comes out next week. So give the demo a wow, try. So if you like it, it's probably going to be worth it for the soundtrack alone because it's completely original yeah. for the game. New Gods of Asgard. Are they on it, Hemi? Are they on it? No, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Take Control is such a banger. Uh, well, as, 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 it was those two games from Gamescom. Those I, mean, were, I those missed them out. They, 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 are, they, are, they are. That's a great, great shout. Um, in the world of news that was happening in the meantime, though, uh, we talked about this at, at Ubisoft's expense of, um, and uh, I keep Mikey, it all comes back to Assassin's Creed, baby. Um, there has been a leak 
of the next Assassin's Creed game. Uh, we kind of knew this was coming, and uh, Ubisoft have said there's, they've got a roadmap of tons of Assassin's Creed games in the pipeline, one being a games as a service, which we will find out more about on Ubisoft Forward, which is on this Saturday, I do believe. But, um, you know, when a leak comes out and someone in some weird Twitter account will take a screenshot from Reddit and go, here it is! And 90% of the time it tends to be wrong. And in this thing it said it's going to be called Mirage and it's going to be set in the early days of the first Assassin's Creed game. You get to play Basam uh, and it's linking the tissue between Assassin's Creed 1 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla with Loki being a, spoiler alert, um, being a connecting tissue back into the mainline franchise. So if you think about this as a trilogy with Origins, Odyssey and Valhalla, it's now going into a new world and it's going to be far less RPG focused for uh, back to more stealth and everything in between. Now, we read these things, we see them all the time. We go, yeah, you can chuck your hat on the internet and it will land on supposed leaks of a new big AAA game. Ubisoft went, oh, motherfucker. All right, okay. So literally the next day, they tweeted confirmation of this game and showed us uh, some artwork, uh, nothing more than artwork of this. I have to say, the last time they released the artwork, they missed a trick, Boss Logic, last time round, done a live Photoshop unveil. So he started, he he got opened up Zoom or whatever, blank Photoshop, and he was a, like 11 hour stream of him just drawing what eventually would be, and it's how talented boss logic is, right? It, that ended up being the artwork for the cover of the game itself for Valhalla. So people are like, and it was great to watch because throughout the day, people are like hypothesizing over what the, the setting could be because he started drawing like the outside of um, of a castle. So people are like, oh, it's going to be medieval. And then he started drawing uh, long boats in the background. And people started to think, hmm, there was rumors about it being potentially Nordic. And it was just great. For some reason, they decided just to go, here's the artwork. It's going to be set in, in Iran and you're going to be playing a character very closely linked to the ancient ones in the first game. I have a feeling they are going to basically remake the original games. And if that happens and we get our boy Ezio back, Heming, well, the, the, long the made us continue. The rumor seems to be that they're going to remake the first one. So I don't know if they're going yeah. to touch Ezio because they've already done this remaster of them. But it sounds like they're going to fully remake the first yeah. Assassin's Creed. I'm doing that thing that everyone done when <laughs> Resident Evil 2 got remade of shut the fuck up, where's Resident <laughs> Evil 4? I'm now doing that to them yeah, yeah. with this. <laughs> You're saying remake 2. Just do that. No, I, I am quite excited for this because I didn't mind the gameplay loop of the uh, the new 3 but Valhalla very much felt like they were stretching it as far as they could. I, I was starting to, it was starting to wear on me, just that constant, here's loads of loot, now go in and destroy them or sell them. Or change. I just got like, a bit like, I don't care anymore. Just give me the hidden blades. Let me go around stabbing people with those. This is all they need. I'm an assassin. They absolutely nailed it with and they've done it in origins odyssey and valhalla and this is the thing that made all these games excellent and worthy of 100 hours plus content would be here is a tree of bad people yes you kill one bad person and you get a clue as to go where find the next bad person and you can either go look through all the clues and do your scooby-doo detective work or you can go on youtube and go where's the next guy <laughs> all right is a guy wandering around there great i'll stab him and <laughs> sorry that's how i game sorry folks <laughs> um, but it's so there's such an enjoyable loop of traveling the world 
being an assassin. Yeah. The clue is assassin. It just felt so satisfying doing that. And I'm I'm gone on a real tangent, but you just saying that, it reminded me a lot of Mercenaries 2. <laughs> Don't know why I'm going to go. No, the original Mercenaries, sorry. Because you had the, the baddies were a deck of cards and you had to kill like uh, the Jack Queen King before you could fight the ace of the group. Um, ah, nice. That's just a complete tangent that's got no... Not the no, no, basically... <laughs> <But> <laughs> nostalgia. nostalgia. What a drug. What a drug. Um, but yeah, the, I I enjoyed that aspect, but the RPG side of it just, it wore me down eventually. Because you would get the things you wanted. Yeah, right? and by the time and I got the like, things, I was just picking up superfluous stuff that I just had to get rid of. Yeah, 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 no, no. I hear you, I hear you. Anyway, um, we will find out more uh, when Ubisoft have their big final live streaming event, which will be event 70 of the month because they have been doing so many over the summer. In <laughs> fact, I'm pretty sure Big Brother had less episodes than Ubisoft have done this summer of streaming live stuff that's going on. And if it turns out to be a banger, then we'll do a live reaction pod afterwards of that. Um in other things that happens, uh, PlayStation have announced they are doing their own version of the Elite controller. Now, no one on this call, maybe with the exception of Hemming, would consider ourselves in that bracket of wanting to spend 70 schmeckles on a controller. Is it 70 schmeckles? I mean, it's 70 a lot of schmeckles. Normal, normal amount for a controller nowadays. I think it was like 120 or something like that. I don't think they've released a price, but oh, it's, okay. it's Sony. It's going to be more than what the xbox's one was so we're probably talking 150 quid plus wowzers i like, reckon having you know this stuff a bit better than us what makes this worth that sort of money like why why make this product isn't my controller good enough <laughs> don't worry you don't need to worry about your controller your controller's fine your controller's Thanks. beautiful okay you. I'll, tell it happens, I'll tell her that tonight a bit of drift happens to all of us occasionally um no these these controllers are basically for your eSport gamers, the guys that are playing competitive Overwatch with a controller or uh, competitive fighting games, and they need that tiny little flick will do a lot more movement than your normal holding it in one side for a long time. It's really all about the guys that are playing this professionally. It's not for your everyday person. It's such a niche market, I feel. I don't see how they're going to sell a huge amount of them. But there's obviously a market there. The Xbox One sold okay. So there's probably people out there that really want these. There we go. Well, anyone listening to this who is an elite controller enthusiast, please tell us what makes them so great. And we will give you the respect you deserve. Um, Speaking about respect and putting respect on names, we, uh, this podcast, laughed at a hilarious extent at the expense of a certain game called Cyberpunk um, as it was going through its its baptism of fire to the point where actually it was like, okay, we've laughed here for ages. It's now apparently good. Let's buy it and let's play it, which is what I done. And I said, yeah, it's all right. You know, fair play to it. Um, but I will say fair play to CD Projekt Red because they are kind of doing quietly a No Man's Sky to this of we know we released something that wasn't up to the standard that people wanting to but rather than run away of our sacks of money and go live on an island somewhere we're going to keep going and they announced recently in uh, what should have been a live stream for netflix as mentioned netflix has acquired the rights to make lots of different video game tie-ins and things like that on their streaming platform there's going to be an anime uh, of cyberpunk uh, which is coming out in six days i do believe uh, called cyber runners or something like that i think got the name wrong but as part of that stream they go ah oh, in the steve jobs fashion aka columbo as well just one thing they unveiled their dlc on their expansion 
I gotta say fair play to them. I gotta say I'm gonna give it a go. Also, this must be costing them a hemorrhage of cash because they if you've got Cyberpunk, you will get this expansion. Um Hemming, did you ever dabble your toes in the or let sorry, let me rephrase Ooh. that. Have you ever dabbled your your cybernetically enhanced vagina, because that's the choices <laughs> you have when you create your character, um, in the world of Night City? I, I did. I played it on release. And <laughs> I haven't played it since. Um <laughs> I need, to go back. The only person yeah, the- I need to go back and give it another go, but it was it was so glitchy. I mean, the, the funniest glitch was just that every time you made the character look in the mirror, because you could look into it to sort of change your hair and whatnot, my character would just be completely naked. Doesn't matter what I was doing. I'd be wearing fully clothes, go up to a mirror, just suddenly I'm naked. Um, so that was that was nice. I got to see a lot of the uh, the cybernetically enhanced vagina. <laughs> well, um, I... I- purchased it and then waited for the ps5 update and then gave it a go (laughs) and it's 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 okay like it's generally got some really good things to it it's just it's just it's obviously i think moles articulated this far more elegantly than i did at the time of just you just released this game 18 months too early and unfortunately there was so much reputational damage as a result of it but fair play to them like I say, they're trying to no man's sky this of just keep persevering, listening to your community, update appropriately. So, so this is another step going forward. How, how far behind the roadmap are they now? <laughs> they chucked they chucked it out. Oh, okay, window. yeah, I thought they might. <laughs> because it got to be honest, they were like, Ah, oh, you got this, oh that's great content. And then they showed us the new roadmap, which was we're doing nothing for six months and there's going to be a massive like yeah. uh, there's gonna be a massive patch. And they're like, you're spending all this time on the patch. Just how bad was this game? I will never trust a game that really reveals a roadmap before it's released. Uh, not again. There's too many no, times no, that it's no, just no, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, this is yeah. working. Well, I think <laughs> Rest in peace, Anthony. I mean, yep. um, <laughs> Cyberpunk may be a very good game now, especially with new DLC. But you've alluded to it, like the reputational damage. It's like... When a game's released, it kind of ha- it has a life, yeah? Six, 12 months, maybe more if you keep topping it up with DLCs. Cyberpunk's been out now for almost two years. Let's see, yeah. I think it was released it was November, end of 20, 2019. End of 20, uh, 20, yeah, 2020. 2020. The only way it was playable was if you played it on the PS5 in PS4 backwards compatibility mode. That was the only but way it was playable. I think for me now, it's like, it's past. It's like, uh, there's so much more content in the world of games elsewhere that i don't really i can't be bothered with it now this is the thing i'm in the same boat i played a little bit had a bad experience and now i know that it's okay now but i just have no desire to get back on i know i know and i i I say this as someone who who used to ring look at the sky and go damn you sean murray um they we, we said this about no man's sky and last year it won like community of the year at the game awards. Like if it can be done, you can turn it oh, around. No, absolutely. You can turn around. Yeah. But I played no man's sky on release. I've got no desire to go back and play it again, even though I know it's good. I know. The I know. Impressions I, yeah. have killed things. And yeah, you are. I, right. I definitely are want right. to try cyberpunk again though. I, I feel it does deserve another try. I agree. I we should all get together and play Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to make Anthem a thing. I mean, they shut the servers down now. 
I will I will host one just for us. Come play the anthem. Um, okay, just uh, moving on because I appreciate time waits for for no man. Let's talk a bit. No man, the time waits for no man's sky. Mm. Hey. Um, just to round off the news. So uh, Saints Row remake. Hemming, you're the only one in the world that played this game. I didn't. Uh, you didn't play. I haven't it. I played it yet. You, you were hoping. You I were was hoping, hoping that, that it was yeah, going to yeah. be good, and it's well, it did. apparently it not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I hope the studio goes back to what made that game great and almost pretend that didn't happen. Um, yeah. Speaking of remakes and things that are in between, Knights of the Old Republic, um, again, that is going through development hell at the moment. Uh, they have t- gone back to the, the drawing board and they're looking for new studios to pick up the IP. They are com- Sony are committed to making it happen, but they saw early versions from the developer they were working with and it's now gone back to the drawing board. Let's just hope this doesn't become... Dead Island 2 slash Beyond Good and Evil 2 fingers crossed sort of thing Um, anyway off of that anyway chaps I think that's it for news unless there's anything else hemming in your world you want to talk about I just wanted to very quickly say there is for the PS5 people that don't let them just turn to dust um, we've got a firmware (laughs) update when you turn it on Moles you'll have a lovely firmware update for you you Finally, so that means he won't. The, the ten minutes he's got to play it, he'll be like, "For fuck's sake!" Yeah, he won't be able to play update. it. Um, <laughs> it's now bringing back those uh, game lists, so you can make a group of games again—a little catalog to stick all folder. your games in folder. That's the Folders. word we're looking for. You can stick all your games into a folder, so you don't just have the seven or eight that it shows on the screen at once at the start. Ah, anymore. so mine will mine will be titled backlog and have yes. seven hundred games in it. There you go. I can bring back my Resident Evil folder. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. All PS5 versions now. Although I did see that they, they have this new firmware update and there's something that might interest you, Hemi. Mm. There is now a feature to reveal all hidden trophies with one click of a button. That oh, that's so, it's so, so annoying, nice. isn't it, that you have to go through that to find them. Go to it, press square. Ooh, okay. Next one. Press square. No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I no. I like that one. So there's now no point in hitting trophies if you're a trophy hunter. I mean, no, there's no point at all. No. <laughs> Why do they hide them in the first place? Uh, because because, because they might spoilers. be uh, potential spoilers. Yeah. Nerds. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the people who look but, at them don't care about spoilers for the most part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair the, pro- enough. the problem I have with the hidden one is, is you reveal it and it's like. You know, complete this game in under two hours on extreme hard mode. So I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. Trophies, <laughs> Moles. That's why it's hidden. <laughs> That's why a trophy. Yeah, keep it hard. hidden and just ignore it. Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm not a hunter. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, and gentlemen, uh, I think we've got enough time. Let's do it, Molesy. Warm up those vocal cords, <clears> Mr. Michael <throat> Buffer. What time is it? It's time for the wheel. <laughs> yes, he is right. We have a, a wheel of topics. We've had no time to prepare. Uh, and listeners, anyone wants to recommend, please tweet us uh, at Grey Fox Plays or there's an email address in this podcast provider. So when you open up the description, you'll see the email there. Send us an email if you want to suggest topics. Uh, sometimes it's gold. Sometimes it's better than gold. Anyway, here we go. right gentlemen okay so bringing back the classics in the world where classic consoles are being remade and re-released i want you to take a classic console make it mini and pick five games from its backlog 
Ooh. I know we done a, ver- a version of this Moles about a year ago, but I'm running out of stuff and we've got hemming on it. So you'll have to mm. rethink. <laughs> yeah. Mini but again, okay. So, so gentlemen, I'll do what I done last time, which is I'll give us time to think, yeah. get paper and pen and write down. Uh, but obviously I'll speed it up for our audience at home. So yes, people know that we haven't pre-thought this. So anyway, so I'll give us a couple of minutes now to, to think. All right, let's have a... We are back after heavy debate and confrontations, maybe even a few slurs to each other. But we have established this. Here are the rules. Here are the foundations of this conversation. You're allowed to pick any console. It doesn't have to be classic, just any console. Upon that console, you need to pick five exclusives or games that made their name for themselves on that platform. So, for example, if you are doing a PS2 list and you say Resident Evil 4, I will say no sunshine because that was a timed exclusive on GameCube. That's where it's made its name. But if you said Metal Gear Solid 3, I would say that's fair enough. It was released on every console, but let's face it, it won all the awards and got all the acclaim on the PlayStation version. So with that in mind... Who would like to go first? I'll happy volunteer, but if someone wants to go first. Ooh, I don't mind stepping Ooh. up. I'll throw, I'll throw oh, okay. my hat All right, in the okay. ring. Take, it, take, take the dong out and, and present it to us. Here we go. We are going with an Xbox 360 Mini. This is the Ooh, plan. Oh, baby. We're going we're Basically, going through here. Are we going to call, winning, are we going to call the winner it the of the generation. The half size. I, and we're, we're all going back. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a lovely night. See you later. Bye. I and we're going my back cap to you, sir. The 360 era. Oh, that beautiful. Wow, sis. Okay, so on our, oh. on our 180, what have we got? We have got, so I believe the true Final Fantasy 13 Lost Odyssey, an Xbox, exclu- Xbox 360 exclusive JRPG made by the people that made Final Fantasy after they made departed and made their own studio it is a fantastic turn-based rpg but you can't find anywhere other than 360 okay. it deserves a lot more love so that's yeah, number yeah. one that's number that's one number one number, number one, two dead rising oh that, yes we're going straight in we're going hard we're going zombies we're going survival you have you have just released the dong we're <laughs> releasing number three and yet you check this out it released at the same time on PC and Xbox 360, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. We're going in. Oblivion, <laughs> Oblivion was just... I, I I wish it got as much Can love as Can you imagine Skyrim. getting this little console with oh, these games on it? You're sorted. You're sorted for hours. Then, of course, you, it's, it's got to be on there. It's Halo 3. It it just has to be there. Of course it does. It's, it's Halo. Yeah, but... It is Halo, but it's the wet fart of Halo games, Halo 3. Hey, Sorry. The multiplayer was great. I still enjoyed <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it was. It was. It, is, it, it, right. it's, it <laughs> was the more. FPS GOAT for a very long time. I mean, if okay, if we... I've had that... That was my third, right? No, so you went Final Fantasy 13. No, no, no. Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey off of Dead Final Rising. Fantasy 13. Sorry. Dead Rising. Ah, yeah. So the Halo. third one I said was Halo 3. If you've, we... you said, no, you, you've had Oblivion as well. Oblivion, thank you. So, you, so you've done four, so our okay. fifth. Uh, the next one will be Fable 2. Loved Fable 2. Ooh. Hello, hero. It was, ah, oh, it was fantastic. Fable 3, Hello, that's hero. the wet fart of the series for Fable. Fable 2 was absolutely incredible game. Peter Molyneux maybe pro- promised too much, saying like your character would die and you'll play as your child. But uh, yeah, that was a thing. But I still had Hello. a bloody good time with that. And yes, I wished for my dog to come back to life. Of course I did. 
Oh, mate, there's the feels. There is a lot of lasagna so, yeah, in that Lost list. Odyssey, Dead Rising, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Halo 3, and Fable 2. And if we're not happy with Halo 3, we can we can always check that out and bring in something like Crackdown, you know, if we really want to. No, no, no. I, you're, you're, I know, yeah, yeah, your no, choice, my friend. I, I, I respect your choices in life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I accept you for who you are. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay, Molesy, would you like me to go next to you? I've got to say, there's some cracking lasagnas in that in that collection there. Uh, Moles, you want me to go next? No, I can go next. Okay, he's bringing, he's, he's, he's seen the dong and so, he's trying to raise the dong. The dong. So... I've gone for a PS2 Mini. Mm. Love it. And I've gone for exclusive games that I had and played. Okay. There is an honourable mentions list as well for the stuff that I didn't play or have or owned. Well. So I've gone for, number one, Final Fantasy X. Yep, absolutely. Arguably the best. I, I would say this. I'm saying this now after playing it again on the Switch. Maybe even better than seven and eight, ten. And his the nine's my favourite for Final Fantasies, but that's per, it's personal preference. Yeah. Ten is it's probably best. the best one to introduce somebody to the series. Absolutely the best one for that. Yeah, I remember when it came out visually, it was like, Ooh, and then they Stunning. did the remaster intro years back, and it was like. Uh, yeah, and that guy bit. who was basically Morpheus, even though I refuse to believe anyone call him anything else. Oh, <laughs> oh no, it's Morpheus. Morpheus. He sounds like Morpheus. He's even wears glasses like Morpheus. Anyway, sorry, Mark. Okay, so moving on, uh, number two, Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. The most epic ladder climb in history. There we go. Uh, number three on my list, Gran Turismo 3. Oh, oh get the driving sims bring in there. the pain. I am sorry, Hemming. I think this guy's giving you the one-two punch no, here. Right, right. Okay. Next one for me, Percy, Kingdom Hearts. Loved Ooh. it. I love the original Kingdom Hearts. That would be good for the for the kids to play on the mini PS2. On the yummy ship. There we go. Now, this one <laughs> this one might be a bit controversial, and it would be funny to have mini versions of the accessories to, to go with it, but Guitar Hero. Mm. <sighs> now, here's Could the thing. Could you imagine getting a tiny little guitar in here's your mini? Where yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, that's that sounds great. I have to say, that sounds like the greatest collection of video games Ever. Honorable oh mentions, God. God of War series, one and two. Yep. And Ratchet and Clank oh. is, a, is also a PlayStation experience. Get a quest for booty. I have to say, I've, I'm going to have to do the Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon meme here, man. Like, do you, you've absolutely, if, if Hemming bought, bought a, a snossage to the party, you bought out the whole schnitzel, mate. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm bringing a chipolata to that now. So, um, yeah, anyone who knows me knows that I was a day. I'm a day one guy, and I'm always the wrong day one guy. I always buy. I back the wrong thing. Okay, when everyone bought their PlayStation, I pestered my parents for a Saturn. Although they got me a PlayStation, <laughs> and I never got the Saturn, so I dodged a bullet there. I bought, I bought games like No Man's Sky on day of release. I bought Anthem on day of release. Oh, I am yeah. not the right guy to back the right thing. However, I remember picking up an official video game magazine back in the day and it was talking about the next Resident Evil game and I've already talked about this story at nauseam in the past but the sole reason I went for this console was because it went the next Resident Evil game Resident Evil Code Veronica will be on the Sega Dreamcast so yes I was very a very lucky boy my parents got me that Sega Dreamcast and uh, I had to save up and give them money towards it as well by the way we weren't rich I'm not a Tory boy but um, we <laughs> <laughs> but that console was a underrated 
massive gem way ahead of its time. It done internet gaming before any other console did. It The controller was such in, an innovation of the memory card also being a little joystick and a little game thing as well. And yes, okay, it died a death. I can't, I can't say... It had five more. games? It had a lot of games, Hemming, and <laughs> shut your mouth. You listen to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that console was incredible. Uh, so for that reason, I'm doing a mini Dreamcast, and I, my five games for this mini Dreamcast are as follows. Shenmue, because yep. it's literally the forefather of your Yakuza games. It's your four, It's taking everything it learned from Virtual Fighter and applied it to an RPG in a world where you literally lived this guy's life. That day it snowed, you went and done everything. Man, I sank so many hours into that game. It was beautiful. I'm looking for some sailors. <laughs> the, the day it snowed. Um, it was just <laughs> incredible. And it never quite captured the heights again with the sequels. But Shenmue 1 was chef's kiss up there. I've talked about this one of my favourite fighting games of all time, Soul Calibur. Of course, I'm going to put that in there. What more can I say about this game? It was way ahead of its time. The graphics were sensational. The character roster was incredible. The backgrounds were beautiful. It had everything from those Blade, uh, Soul Blade games and drove it up to 11 and made something incredible to the point where that game was remade about five times afterwards on future generations. And honestly, there's not much in it in terms of difference. I'm sure the Digital Foundry guys would argue different on that. But in terms of what I remember and what I saw in later versions pretty much the same game because it was pretty much near fighting perfection now the third one I hope Hemming gives me that look of you son of a bitch Jet Set Radio mm. yes yes oh. give me some of that give me some of that Jet Set baby it was so so good again in a world where there was a certain Mr Tony Hawks that was dominating anything on wheels in a game this is a game that stood up and went hey we're not Tony Hawks and that's okay and they delivered something which was absolutely that soundtrack as well I love that soundtrack oh, and uh, just to add to the vibes of a good soundtrack I'm now going to hit you with Crazy Taxi <laughs> yes Again, offspring coming in with the jam. <laughs> um, now, I was debating what should my fifth one be. I was thinking maybe Fantasy Star Online because it was such a, a hallmark in video gaming. It was the first mm. console MMO, you know, to be honest. Uh, don't at me. It was, you know, like it or not. Um, but um, I'm going to go with WWE Royal Rumble. There was an exclusive WWE game made, or it was WWF obviously at the time, uh, for the Dreamcast. And this was the first, again, the Dreamcast was the first 128-bit console. It was out before PlayStation 2. It was out before uh, any other competitor in this space. And <laughs> the jump in fidelity when you saw WWE, uh, w, I keep on to say WWE because it's ingrained. You've done it, Vince. You've, You've done, done it. it. Well done. You You've it. done it. Well done, you son of a bitch. Um, but every time I saw videos of this game, I was like, this looks like I'm watching wrestling off TV. This does not look like a game I have to play it. Now, the reason why that game failed was because the greatest wrestling game of all time, in my humble opinion, is WWF SmackDown 2 Know Your Role, which had so many different game roles uh, and game game modes and great story mode. In WWF Royal Rumble, you'll never guess what the main game mode was. Uh, was it a Battle Royale? Mm, no, uh, it wasn't uh, Hell in uh, the uh, Cell. Yeah, yeah, uh, a ladder match. Yeah, no, no, it was mainly the Royal Rumble. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, who would have thought it? Um, so, unfortunately, there wasn't the variety that we come, a, we come accustomed to at that point. But 
like I say, the fidelity was glorious and having that game was so, so fun because uh, that was the one time, because when, uh, yeah, you, you know that, that that argument you'd have with your mates, when I had a Nintendo, I had a PlayStation, I had a Dreamcast. And <laughs> the one thing we would all put our, our differences aside for is, oh, there's a WWF game. I know what this is. We all know what this is. We know, we know the score. We're going to play this. We even know the button combinations already because it's kind of the same everywhere you go. You've got to grab them, you've got to punch them, you've got to pin them. And for the love of God, it settled all arguments. We enjoyed the hell out of it. So although I have to say, I feel like I am, I'm turning up to a, a contest where it's already won with Molesy's PS, mini PS2. Uh, that is my yeah. mini console classic. That's not um, it's lovely, isn't it? And if you've got an opinion on this, if you've got a, a, a classic console of games, get in contact with us on Twitter. We'll talk about it on the pod. Mikey, if you're listening, some homework, my friend. Love to hear your mini console on there. And with that in mind, let's draw this fox to a conclusion. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've enjoyed what you're listening to, please click on the like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is. That means you get more content from Grey Fox Plays. I'd like to thank my... But the, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch up a bit, Hemming. You calm down for a second. I'll bring back the Finn White Duke, producer Jonathan Moles. Thank you very much, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. Literally lays out the greatest collection of games any console generation has seen there of your PS2 list there. <laughs> and uh, the trophy man, the hunter. Can I, what's on your list? What are you hunting next, Hemming? Oh, well, my next platinum is actually going to be my 650th. So I don't, I what, need to. 650th platinum? Yes, yes, that's right. There's that many games? There's, there's there's quite a lot there's quite a lot I, so I need to I'm trying to think of what it's going to be so I don't actually know what it's going to be yet please Paw Patrol on a roll <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a look my daughter's been playing that loads recently and actually uh, yeah if you've got a kid and you want to get him into video games Paw Patrol on a roll it's really simple kids can get a hang of it it's a really easy way and to play it's, on it's the free PS on Plus, yeah. it's on the PS Plus yeah yeah, yeah. Moles is on it um, but she's played it so much she is really close to getting the platinum like, I don't want my first platinum to be <laughs> in yes. Paw Patrol on a roll <laughs> my daughter's going to get a platinum before I do my five year old daughter um, anyway sorry sorry Hemi no. where, where, where are you thinking where are you thinking for that next platinum Jumping it, might, it might be Assassin's Creed Rogue but I don't know I don't know or I want to make buy it one of those it. shitty games for two ninety nine. No. <laughs> no, jumping it will taco. not be that. It will not be jumping taco. Jumping God hot dog. Damn it. Jumping hot dog. <laughs> Super no. turbo hamburger. No. There's pizza slicer. I'm good. Thank you. You'll find out. If you want to find out, follow me on Twitter, A Lemming Plays. I'll post it up there when I get it. Oh, glorious plugging there, my friend. Yeah. Okay, so uh, until next time, i got nothing more to say. i got nothing more for you. If you're a Tory, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs>